Welcome to the Dirty Kimbasa podcast, episode nine. Are we on now? Is it nine? Yeah. We did it. We're flying through these, aren't we? It's like, seems like we've been doing them forever now. Is it nine? I think it is. Welcome to episode ten. I'll cut that out if it's not then. No. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll keep the table. I'll do it, because like I said, no one expects us to know what we're doing. That's what I want to talk about with you. And um, we've given Americans a bit of a bashing, haven't we, on our podcast? Rightly so. We've talked about their intrusions into our fine British culture. Well, I'm going to apologise, because I think we were wrong. And something cropped up this week that's made me realise that actually, the Americans have it right, and the British are a nation of arseholes. Go on. I've been following this guy on um, YouTube for a while. He's, he calls himself American Reacts. And he's a nice lad. He's a big lad, hillbilly type, with a beard and a baseball cap from Alabama. And he, he likes his sport and things like this. And what it is, is um, he has this like YouTube channel where he makes short videos and British people give him ideas. He basically films his reaction to whatever part of British oh, culture he's been exposed to. Quite fashionable lately, yeah. isn't it, reactions? So, I mean, one, it, was, it was actually quite heartwarming. Someone said, you need to watch the Two Ronnies Four Candles sketch. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's it's old hat to us. We've seen it a million times. Yeah, he's yeah. never seen it before. And he was proper howling with laughter at it. You know? okay. It was quite, quite cute in a way, you know. Did he do the thing that I've found Americans tend to do is they explain the joke? Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> he, did. He, he, he paused it to explain the yeah, joke. Yeah. And, and stated the bleeding and, and obvious. to tell us how it worked. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, but then, um, <laughs> the, and this is this is the thing. And So it's like little things like that. Oh, he watched a rugby match, which he was very impressed with. Wow, it's like American football, but without helmets. You know, that kind of, you know. Um, and then somebody says to him, you need to watch or listen to some British football hooligans chants. Right, yeah. And he says, well, I don't know what this is. I, I'm, I'm not sure. And um, Don't they do chant thing well, over there? Then? And this is what he's saying. Like, the strongest thing that might be shouted is if a player's not performing very well, someone in the crowd might shout out, hey, man, you suck! That kind of thing. How offensive. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's, that's what kind of got me thinking because they're just so much nicer than us. Now... <laughs> For the Americans listening, we grew up in the 70s, 80s, early 90s. And in football, when we say football, we mean soccer. Soccer. Soccer, yeah. Um, there was a lot of violence, wasn't there, in, in the crowds, in the streets. Um, it was almost tribal with the conflict between different teams' followers. Being British, we kind of grew up. It was on the news every week, wasn't it? That kind of stuff. And we, we kind of got hardened to it. Football and hooliganism. Football I actually, personally, I don't like football. It's it's something that's never appealed to me at all. You know, um, dumb animals chasing balls. Yeah, I, I just it, I just don't do it. But I have um, been familiar through through the British media, through television. I've I've witnessed it in towns and things like this on buses and stuff, where you get your crowd of leery football enthusiasts, shall we call them, and they collectively chant whatever they is that enters the head at that moment and so this poor american guy puts on this youtube video of um british football chants and you just watch his face drop in horror 
Yeah. <laughs> he is genuinely appalled by the behaviour. And I mean, the first chant that comes out, and it says more about me because I laughed. Right? Go on. I laughed, but the crowd was shouting collectively, five or six hundred people shouting at this poor bloke on a pitch who'd not, he'd not quite managed to kick a white ball through two white posts. <laughs> and the scorn he was getting from the crowd, the, the crowd, they, they were shouting, Jimmy Savile fingered your mum. Nice. You know. Bit of class. Now, again, yeah. um, for the Americans, Jimmy Savile was a, a television presenter in the 70s. He did a bit of wrestling. He had his own TV show. DJing. Radio DJ. Yeah. Generally famous person. And after he died, it came out that he was a massive paedophile. Possibly Britain's biggest paedophile. Ever. Ever. ever, in it. ever. Possibly the world's biggest in history. And so, that's. I mean, to me... That's quite an offensive thing to shout at somebody you don't know. You know, um, then it went on. They singled out some poor young woman who happened to be wearing a green top at the other end of the stand. Who's the slapper in the green? You know, straight away. You know, it's... it's that. Set it's, of bastards. Yeah, and, and the, the poor bloke was watching this and it made me realise that actually, do you know what? There's a lot of aspects of British culture that just isn't very nice you know and yet probably arcing back to the days of empire and the victorians and things like this we have a sort of self-illusion that we're superior to the rest of the world and actually we're not we are a set of bastards aren't we <laughs> i don't i don't mean as individuals but as a nation we are horrible well they talk about how you know we we went around the world like no, we we invaded the world. Well, that's we, true, we, you know, but these history books have been written by British people, yeah, so bl- they bl- bloody colonials. Yeah, yeah. They don't make out that uh, that we're the bad guys, do yeah, they? You know? That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I must admit though, there is a fashion in Hollywood, isn't there? Recent years, um, Braveheart, The Patriot. You know, um, Mel. So Mel Mel Gibson, he doesn't he doesn't like us. British guys in films make better baddies. Yeah. You know, when, when someone when someone's being menacing in a British accent, it's you believe them. <laughs> but yeah, um, his reaction to the British football hooligans chant. Now, I can't remember when it was. Um, England played Argentina, and I was in a pub in Halifax with my brother. And I've got to say, it was quite good fun. Right, getting involved with all the shouting and. I didn't even know what was going on on the pitch, to be honest, because we couldn't even see the massive TV screen. My brother, at one point, was stood on a bar stool trying to see. And um, there was quite a good-natured um, camaraderie within all the blokes in that pub, and there was shouting. And one particular um, chant was taken up by the crowd in this pub, and it, it amused me, and it was it was just bizarre. But the chant went like this. It was, it was a, 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 a player was injured... And taken off the pitch, and a substitute was brought on. A tall fellow with curly hair. And the crowd in this pub immediately started shouting, He's on, he's on, his hair is far too long. McManaman! And and it was taken up, and soon we were all shouting this, you know. And it's just, it's weird, isn't it, you know, when you think about it. But a a few pints of strong German lager down your neck, and you turn into an idiot. It's true. It is, and I was once I once went to a pub in Leeds. Now again, I wasn't a very big football fan, but my 
friend who I was with was and this pub was called the Wheat Chief it's been turned into a physiotherapy centre now but it's just down the road from Elland Road and what I witnessed you know within a few hundred miles of Leeds United's home ground was horrendous the away team supporters bus had been stranded on a traffic island its wheels were off the ground and it couldn't move so it beached it as fast as pints of lager could be drank in the pub, the glasses were passed outside to the crowd, who threw them at the coach. It was like it was raining pint glasses onto this bus. The police were there. Eventually they turned up with some dogs. They let the dogs loose on these long leads. Dogs aren't discriminate. Dogs don't care whether you're a football hooligan or not. If you were there, you were getting bitten. I got nipped. and that was the closest I ever sort of came to football violence you know and it wasn't nice it it wasn't nice to to, to just be we were just going to go in and have a pint shall we not bother oh there's a dog (laughs) you know those those German shepherds are quite fierce when you get on teeth end of them they're not Boston Terriers they're not they're They're not not. like my little (laughs) useless bloody things you know so yeah anyway so that was my thoughts this week so we take it back Americans are Nicer than us, I think. <laughs> Something else we get really wrong as uh, I was say English as Brits, I think in general languages. We shit with languages. Jesuit desolate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, um, mate. Um, a Yorkshire accent, I think, improves most languages. Canta questa sp- <laughs> una Billy por Barcelona por favor. Especially if you repeat yourself loud at second time because you've not been understood. Yeah. In English. <laughs> I have a Brazilian friend. and How uh, many is a Brazilian? It's just one down middle. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a fish finger. Yeah. And she's some kind of interpreter for Brazilian government. And she went through six European languages. So her native is Portuguese. Yes. So natural progression to Spanish, because they're not that dissimilar. And she did English and various others. And then she, she messaged me. She said, I'm going to try Japanese. Wow. Total curveball for her. Yeah. And I've tried a bit of Japanese. It's very I know hard. you have, yeah. 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 And uh, she said she, she went to a proper class rather than uh, rather than online learning or anything. She went to a proper class. And the lecturer guy starts off a bit of his uh, icebreaker. He says, if you speak two languages, you're bilingual. And if you speak more than two languages, you're multilingual. If you speak one language, you're English. English. <laughs> and, yeah, and to be yeah. honest, the thing is, we don't even speak our own language well. But perhaps it's because English is a fucking stupid language, right? It is backwards to a lot of other yeah, languages. Not only that, I mean, one mouse, two mice. Two mouses, yeah. Yeah. So, one goose. But you don't have two guys, it's geese. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's no, there's no logic. It's like, it's like, Everything just makes its own rules up as it goes along. Um, the word lose, L-O-S-E, lose, right? Put a C in front of it. It's not clues. No, It's no. close. We, we, we do have a... It's bonkers, so, isn't it? To actually learn English as a non-English speaker must be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. And, and then to... I know English people whose English is terrible. I mean, my own. You know, we've, we've got dialectual differences. It's, it's a, well, there's Yorkshire and it's incorrect. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a bizarre. We we are a big mix mismatch in England, aren't mm. we, with our language? Mm. You know, well, we are terrible with other languages. Um, yeah. But I was I, telling a Norwegian friend this, ah. and he, he just said, "Spret rumper." 
He just said, nah, fuck that. If I was English, there's no chance of me learning a second language. Everybody speaks English, sod it. Yeah, I've only heard English because I had to. I suppose England is now... Sorry, England. English is now the language of diplomacy. Whereas mm. at one point it was French, wasn't it's it? It's the language of the internet. It is, that's the important thing. I think it's quite interesting as well when you come across people from, like, let's say, Malaysia or the Philippines and things like that, and they, they've got American accents because yeah. they've learned English that way. Oh, last had an American accent when I met her. Did she? From right. watching movies. But, but now you've Ooh. made a Yorkshire. Films. Films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so she's yeah. she's picked up a Yorkshire twang now. Oh, and that's grand. People who haven't met her before, so she'll, she'll talk to other Thai girls, for example, and then if we're off somewhere, she'll say, oh, I'm going to meet this girl while we're there because we've been talking online for ages. And they're expecting her to have what I call a Thai yappy accent. It doesn't have that rhythm that Brits have. Okay. It's, it's lost that and it's not. Lost. We've got rhythm? we got rhythm. I've never been told I've got rhythm before. we got a rhythm. At first time the era, and they go, oh, I love your Yorkshire accent. I wasn't expecting that, you know. And yeah. That's oh, great. come with her living here for the last 15 years. I, did, I didn't think we had rhythm. I mean, it... But our rhythm, our natural, like, um, a Thai speaking English badly probably sounds similar to them when I speak Thai badly. But I want to go to the shop. You know, it, 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 it's yappy. Okay. It's, it's not got that rhythm, you know. And well, you know, as we, I want to go to the shop. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to go to the shop. Is yeah, the it's, yeah, it's got it's got its it flows. flows. Yeah, it that's flows, it. Yeah. Flows, yeah, and they've got that yappy for Almost one of like the back. Yeah, and I suppose my Thai probably sounds very similar to their ears when I speak Thai in Thailand, but I do enjoy it, and I find haggling a lot easier in Thai than I do in English because you bark we <laughs> shout my fucking prize at them yeah <laughs> I think because as Brits we don't like to haggle we, well actually to be honest we don't I'm self-employed there's a time to haggle there's a time not to haggle you know there's a time when you can't you do it any cheaper we'll get you fucked off <laughs> you know you, you, you will lend, you will you, you will end up leaving my shop on the end of my boat you know, it's funny, uh, isn't it? We have a place for haggling, like yeah. cab sale. Cab sale, you yeah. can haggle. It's okay yeah. to haggle. You don't go into a restaurant and haggle. No. Um, and you don't go into my shop <laughs> and haggle. Because, you know, Speaking, it, okay. it won't just cost you £30, it'll cost you £30 <laughs> and an ear. <laughs> you know, Speaking of restaurants, one thing that gripes me when they add the tip automatically. Yeah. And I go, no, 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 no. You can take that off. And one woman, she says to me, has the service not been up to standard? I said, your service has been spot on, up until the point that you automatically assumed I was going to tip. I was going to tip, yeah. but now I'm not. I must I must admit, I, I do tip in restaurants. I tip in cafes. Um, Gladly, but I don't want it enforcing on me. That's right, I agree. I, I think that's a very British thing as well. In theory, the tips should be taxed. You know, that, it's a, that's, that's it's a the gift. rules. That's, no, it's, it's not. It's It's taxable. That you know, th- those are the rules. But I think it's horrible that the tip is taxable. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like little things. I mean, for example, if I provide my staff with tea or coffee, right? Now, I've never been picked up on it, but in theory, it's a benefit in kind and taxable. I'll reduce the tax code for it. You know, yeah, <laughs> little things like that. You know, and I've never, I've never done it. You know, it's never. I've always just given them tea or coffee and you know and things like that. But it's 
it's one of those things and I think it's the the fact that the government does tax tips on some of the lowest paid workers in our society. Yeah. Because let's face it, waiters and waitresses aren't on a great wage. So the tips help them. Have you ever had a tip as a tattooist? Sometimes Do you? people give me a tip. Now, a lot of tattooists encourage this tipping. I've seen on social media, tip your tattooist. Tip your... I don't agree. You know, I've priced up that job. You wouldn't tip a joiner. No, well, this is it. This is my you know, point I'm coming around um, to. There are certain yeah, yeah, taxi now, drivers and restaurants. Yeah, well, to be honest, a lot of now, they tend to be younger tattooists, like younger tattooists who are social media savvy. And there's like things going around. Oh, yeah, turn up turn up in good time. Tip your tattooist. Tattoo etiquette. I don't expect a tip. Sometimes people force a tip on me. And I just say, listen, I said, I don't, you don't need to give me a tip. I've priced up the job. That's what you know. No, no, Tony. They have, have, a, have a drink on me. So, well, I said, and I say, I'll put it in kids' piggy bank. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that's it. But I, I don't like to take a tip. I don't, I don't feel that I should get a tip. You know, I'm, I'm making a good a good living. I'm, I'm I'm making myself a wage. I don't need the gratuity. Because as a train driver, I've had a can of pop, and I think it was a quality street once as a tip. And I would I must admit I never thought of even speaking to a train driver. No, I wouldn't. The right cunt. You know, but you you just don't see him, do you? No, no, we you are know. distanced. But um, I did give. Um, fruit pastels to the two young lads at the um, council tip the other week alright you know um, were they in something you were throwing away or? no no I just back at seat with squims dropped they were, they were there grafting away I thought you know it's, it's a thankless task most people don't even speak to them so Americans go other way with tipping don't they like this oh yeah it's your, your bus boy that's showing you to your bus boy shows you to your hotel room and all that you know yeah all that they're he waits for his tip. He's not leaving till he gets a tip. You know, he'll be waiting a long time for me. I must, I you must know. admit that is something I don't, I don't like to feel like I'm pressured to doing something. But at the same time, I also get that, you know, some of these jobs they're on, not very much money. Yeah, the tip's important. Um, but no, I don't, I don't take tips if I can help it. I. How do you like this one? Ohio man buys seven dollar beer, leaves three thousand dollar tip. Been a big beer, eh? Was it an accident? <laughs> Let's find out. The generous donor gave the money to the owner of the Cleveland's Nighttown restaurant and asked him to share it with four employees working brunch. Very nice, isn't it? I wonder did that owner That's pass it tip, on? Tip and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's, he's told somebody about it, obviously. Yeah, and he tips 500 times what he spent. A it's customer. A big, big tip. Oh, it's a big tip. A customer left a $3,000 tip for a single beer as a restaurant voluntarily closed because of COVID-19. The man walked in Sunday, ordered a beer, asked for the cheque, which came to $7.02. Nighttown owner Brendan Ring wrote on Facebook, Ring said the man wished him well and told him to share the tip with the four employees who were working brunch service. The man walked out, Ring wrote, he looked down at the tip and realised he left a whopping $3,000. I ran after him and he said, no mistake, we'll see you when you reopen. That was really nice, wasn't it? Just Do you know, if you've got it spare, share it out. Help somebody out. Mm. It's nice, that, isn't it? That's on silent, that, isn't it? Oh, that my telephone thing. <laughs> professional. I am professional. Two Fs. Might be someone selling us some content. content. I've got a bit of content to read out, actually. Well reminded. 
Ring said he would not post the customer's name because he thinks the man wouldn't want that. The owner said he and his serving staff were humbly grateful for this incredibly kind and grand gesture. That was lovely. Yeah. See, there are some good blokes about, aren't there? So you'd question that, wouldn't you? You'd think that, because he's written it on the end of his receipt. It's a picture, dear. Three Is that 3,000, or is he missed a decimal point out, and is it a $30 tip? Which is still generous, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Uh, to be honest, a $3 tip on a $7 beer. Still generous. More than 10%. Yeah, yeah. No fooling your maths. Yeah, there is. I bought a bike for a lot of money off some idiot last week. <laughs> tell, tell us about this bike. Uh, well, you, you sold it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make room. Aye. It was there for taking. Yeah. It's a nice bike. Right. Do you so, think you've overpaid on it? No. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I think I've I think I've underpaid to be honest. I'm about I think, I think I've overdriven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about break even on it. Yeah, the um So for anybody not aware, I bought a Royal Enfield at auction during uh, the beginning of lockdown twenty twenty. It was about April. I was looking for a project to build up and there was a a deceased estate auction down in Devon and there were these Royal Enfield frames going for... They, they bid up to seven or 800 quid and I was thinking, what the hell? It's a lot of money just for a frame, yeah. isn't it? And they were blocks of rust. They weren't yeah. frames. Oh, they, yeah. you know, they were half a frame and yeah. several pound of rust. But the key thing was... They had a V5 with them, mm. and they were identifiable. So, bearing in mind these were going for seven or eight hundred quid, this immaculate-looking Enfield comes a bullet three fifty, and bidding stopped at twelve hundred and twenty pounds. And I went, oh, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Go on then, click. Oh, yeah. You know, and this were a live auction. This were a proper auction with an auctioneer and a hammer. Yeah. And I'm watching a video feed because it's all done okay. distance. I've never know. done that, you know. I've never. Me neither. I had to register because I intended to buy on one of these frames that went for several hundred quid. And, mm, yeah. You know, I, I wasn't, Common sense got the better of you. I wasn't paying that sort of money. So when this only went to 1,220 quid, an auctioneer went, oh, at the last second there, 1,240, any more bids, any more bids? Boom, going, going, gone, done. One bid, got it. Mm-hmm. But being a proper auction, I then had an auctioneer's fee. Yeah, commission. Yeah, yeah. I think it was 15%. And then it cost me 200 quid to get it sent back here. So... Yeah. By the time it was done, it was about 1550 something like, yeah, that. Something like that. But it really is a clean-looking bike. It's had a full restoration. Yeah, to be honest, it has. I think that had you have gone through the bike in the flesh, first to first, you would have noticed some things. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of um, deceptions on the bike. That you know, it's it's been made to look older than it is. Um, one of the things, the transfers are reproductions. Um, for a, instead of a trademark, it's got a, a tarred mark. Tardy mark, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and yeah. They, they've not been positioned quite right. We're not big Royal Enfield men, me and you, are we? We're no. Not, you know, we're not really... But a real Royal Enfield enthusiast would have spotted, hang on a minute, that transfer on the front mudguard's not quite in the right place. You know, little yeah. things like this. Um, and something was brought to my attention. When I sent the Enfield Owners Club the photograph of the engine number and the frame number... First thing he said, that's the wrong font. Yeah, on the engine number. Yeah, so it's been re-stamped by somebody, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, which, that being said, it's been imported from India. It's, that's silent now. It's still a, <laughs> still I don't know what that is. It's still a nice thing. 
It's Bonnie, isn't it? It's a good looking yeah. thing. Um, and I, I'm going to ride it. I mean, I've already ridden it. I'm actually, at the moment, I've found the old, um, well, what might be the old registration number off the import document and um, painted it on. So at the moment, it's got um, some nice looking, what would you call it, like retro Indian license plates on, which would be nice show plates if I ever take it to a bike show or yeah, anything yeah. like that. It'll look nice in tattoo shop window. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's got a bit of character to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it looks cool. And uh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we can work at getting it a, a British registration and and use it a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely going to be a, a fine weather bike, though. Tony's found it's got four gears and uh, some, something around 70 to 80 neutrals. Yeah, never. I don't think I've been in right gear yet, to be honest, but I'll get used to it. So what do you do after a gear change? Just give it about a third throttle and let clutch out and see how it feels? Yeah. <laughs> And it either picks up or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I'll try again. It's it's not something you want to be doing in busy traffic. People start swearing at you a bit, I think. Yeah. But a nice bimble over at Moors is quite good. As long as you stay in the same gear. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's all good fun. You've got a new project as well, haven't you? You've bought yeah. some, well, I, I'd call, you've bought what I'd call a basket case. I've described it on my video, because I'm going to YouTube this restoration. I've described it as restorable condition. Aye, it's aye. not gone beyond the point of no return. Well, bits of it have. A couple of bits, yeah. yeah but it's not But bad. it's, for 300 quid, it's fairly tidy. And mm. anybody that knows me knows that I just can't sit still. So It, were, you know. it were a long day. It uh, was. Because we went down to... Um, Stoke and look, Tunbridge Wells, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it, to pick that bugger up, yeah. yeah. Um, and we did actually record some audio on that, and we'll uh, I'll stick it out as a... Special episode, shall we say. Maybe, Audio quality might not be right good because it road noise. But Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, it was a long drive. We had my daughter squam in the back and the dog's sleeping bags. And it turned into back. We were on the move about 12 hours, weren't we? Oh, and rest. You picked me up at 8.40. Yeah, we got back about 1 in the morning. And we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, um, Emily had had enough by then, hadn't she? Poor I felt lady. sorry for her. Yeah, she, but she were all right. You know, Once her phone battery had died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because she started playing TikTok videos in back at car. Yeah. So I tactically went, here you go, Squam, get these headphones here. Thanks yeah. for it. it's an old iPhone, isn't it? Yeah. That's still got the uh, three and a half in, three uh, yeah. and a half millimetre jack. Yeah. And I give her my headphones and she put them on and it was bliss because we couldn't hear her TikTok and she couldn't hear us. Yeah. So that were good. I'm not allowed a TikTok. Well, I, my theory is with this, because we broke Spotify. Yeah, that's it. We can't break TikTok as well. For Holly. Why is your phone bonging? I don't know. I've turned it. I've switched this switch on side. I wonder if switches bust. It's professional, this Tony. Well, you it, see, it's set up. I've got it. You, you know, you come in here with that. They have a switch on side that puts it into silent, and I think mine just didn't engage in properly. iPhone. But to be fair, I've, it's worn out. Is this? I'm, I'm probably due another, but I'm not paying a bloody early upgrade fee. The robbing bastards. No, mine's due September. I think mine's due next month, so I might have a new phone that works next month. I say it's due September. It's due September, which will put me at three and a half years since my phone went new because I was too tight to replace it at two year old. Well, I've, I've, I've actually kind of been, for 30 days now, I've been off the I've radar a bit. In jail. Because I've been in Facebook jail. Now, Facebook jail is a bit like being in Narnia. 30 days has passed in your world, but whole civilizations have risen, decayed, and crumbled in mine, you know. And. Um, <laughs> I've actually quite liked it because I have noticed I have I still 
checked on Facebook and things like this, but um, the world's gone a bit mad in the last 30 days. There's been a few things that have happened that it was quite good because I had no choice but not to get involved. And so I couldn't get angry with people. And it's well, because there's a lot gone on in the last 30 days where people have made me a little bit angry. You know, I think, this is madness. You're talking utter shit. From what you said this morning, Squem's one of these people. Oh, yeah, me and Squem have had a bit of a fallout. Um, <laughs> with the child. I, I, I put it this way. I put her Xbox, a telephone, all the controllers, all the wires in the wheelie bin. Now, I'm a soft touch me. I snuck it out and it's now in cellar. <laughs> But, but she ain't having it back today. I don't, I don't know. I mean, one of the things that bugs me, and I'm sure other children, other other parents, and have similar problems. But one thing I hate is having to tell somebody twice. Well, imagine having to tell somebody a million twice times. per minute. Yeah. yeah, because we. She ruined the telly. She ruined the television. She um, finger marked the screen and. Modern tellies, they used to be glass, didn't they? Do you remember when tellies had a round screen? They were glass. And you could wipe them with a bit of windoline or something like and that. they were cathode ray tubes. Yeah, bit of, bit still of, got one. Bit of vinegar, oh, to clean them. Mm. Nowadays, they're plastic, but they're not a glossy plastic. They've got like a satin finish, haven't they? Okay. Once you've cleaned it, you can't just use furniture polish on them. Microfiber cloth. I've got a microfiber. But again, I think once you've... A damp microfiber cloth... But if you've got stickiness and stuff on it Squiminess. that won't come on, <laughs> then you've got to start using some a bit harsher. And that's where, I mean, because once you've done that, your screen's never right again. I actually, the, my, my last television got so bad it was unwatchable. Like gouges and scratches down it where she'd been touching it with bits of Lego in her hands and stuff like this. And I have to wonder, why is she touching telly? It's not a touch screen, is it? It's not. You know. Now, this new telly... That's it. I say new. We've had it about eighteen months now. But this, the, the one I bought to replace the other one that ended looks up looks like the skin, other one now. It now looks like the other one, and it's bugging me. It's pissing me off more so because this television hasn't got any controls on the television itself. You've got to use the remote. There's no buttons around the edges. There's no switches on it anyway. It's purely a remote control. That's it. There's no no other option so why is she touching it at all and I came and it were like there were marks down the t- all over the top I'm like what are you even holding it there for are you swinging on it are you jumping up and down is it mounted it's, on a wall no it's, it's, it's on a it's on it's, 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 it sits in like a, I've got old fashioned terraced building you know I live above my shop so you know flat above a shop chimney breast you yep. know Fires in chimney breast. Outside at chimney breast, at some point in the past, someone's built some cupboards. Right. And it sits on so top of right. those cupboards. Okay. So it's not mounted on wall so she could shelf. climb it. No. And then, so I came in that one day this week and um, there's Easter egg all over bloody screen. And bloody, <laughs> so I'm having to clean that and I lost my rag a bit. And more to the point, there were also um, like foil wrapper off Easter egg on floor next to bin. Now I've raised a better than this. You know, this is clearly a, not. Well, yeah, <laughs> this is this is this is not acceptable. And Ben right, she's not a baby. She's no. going to be ten this year. Yeah. And um, then I'm cleaning telly, and I notice something else. There's pink biro all over my armchair's arm. So she's sat there watching bloody Leah Ash on YouTube and whatever it is, and scrolling mindlessly. Yeah. You know, just mindless destruction. There's no gain to it, is there? You know, yeah. just. On my property, and I'm not the wealthiest man in the world, Ben. You know, I'm I'm working hard to give them kids a nice home, 
and she's just destroying it. And it pisses me off. It makes me cuss. Because I tell you what, if I'd have done something like that when I was a kid, I'd have been bloody leathered. My yeah. father would have yeah. taken his belt or his slipper to me. You know, uh, he, he was strict with me, Dad. And I, anyway, I, I lost my back. And I could feel myself getting so cross that I was thinking to myself, I'm going to slap this she, kid in a minute. She needs to leave. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, so I booted her out and sent her to her mother's. <laughs> but there we go. So me and Squem have had a little bit of a fallout. All is not sunshine and roses in the world of Dad, you know. Yeah. This is the, well, you know yourself. I found know. title for this podcast though today. Go on. This is Squem's TV licking. Yeah. <laughs> she probably does lick it. <laughs> Do you know what annoys me as well though? Right. She's a smart kid. She's a, she's smart. She's smart. You know, I I see her do things and technology technology and things. She's not stupid, right? Now, to me, if I have to tell somebody a million times, they're either thick or they're disrespectful, and she ain't thick, and that's my problem. So I don't know. Maybe I should just have a have a whipped. I don't know. Or <laughs> <Horse> whipped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have a whipped around the streets until she till her behaviour changes. Have you got some? So Squem's window licking. Yeah, Squem, Squem is a window licker. Or TV, well, a TV licker. licker. Well, TV licker. So bloody like Squem. That. I still love her to bits, like, and we'll have to have a cuddle later and make friends again. <laughs> but I'm a bit worried because we've normally made friends by now and we haven't yet. But it's gone on a bit. It's gone on a bit now, yeah. I know. Maybe she's worried. But she's she's be like she's like my little sidekick, is Squem. Holly, older one. She just rolls her eyes and. Well, she's old enough now that... Old enough to realise what an idiot I am. Dad's right? in a wanker, yeah. 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 Was some, you said the other day she wants to spend time with her dad. Yeah. Oh, before road trip, wasn't it? Yeah. I, and I, I said, well, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, that's it. And then, then you've got the... Um, Holly's got a boyfriend now, Connor. He's a nice lad. He's he is, he's a bit too nice, to be honest. He's... Uh, he, he, oh, mince. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he's nice, but I'm glad he's not mine. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to um, get him working on motorbike engines and stuff in the backyard and teach him the ways, teach him our ways, our... Uh, put some of this on, what is it? It's aftershave, lad. It's just called grr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a nice lad. At least he's not taken up with a scallywag. An Elendian. Yeah. He's from he's from Dout Road, actually. He's from Stainland. It's our city, you see. We're posh up here. Yeah, it's slightly posher. Slightly posher, but there we go. She's a very. She's turning into a very pretty young woman, is my Holly. So she's a bonny lass, yeah. I might. I might have to be uh, killing a few pikeys that start sniffing around at some point. Absolutely, sure, you know. dad duties. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. If I ever ask you to come and help me lay some flags, you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, why is this patio <laughs> getting higher and higher and higher? Yeah, no reason. I just felt it wasn't high enough, Holly. You know. <laughs> and why haven't I seen Scott for a while? You know. You can't say pikeys anymore, anyway. Why? Somebody'll get offended. Yeah, good. <laughs> Yesterday, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Oh, cool. Have you seen it? No. Did you know where Freddie Mercury's from? He's Indian. Yeah. Yeah. He's the whitest he... Indian I've ever seen. I never not... knew that. When you look at him, he's not that white. Don't you think? Ah. Because I watched the he's, um... Live Aid yeah. 20 minute set that they did. I never knew he was Indian. I never knew he was gay. Really? No. He <laughs> <laughs> don't enter my head things like that, you know, I just... <laughs> I thought, he's, he's, he's a performer. They're meant to be a bit flamboyant. Yeah. And I know he was born Farouk. Yeah, that's right. Burandi yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I, actually, I, I like Queen. I've always liked Queen. They're yeah, I love Queen. Proper British rock band Queen. Proper Great. talent. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, that was my uh, 
that, moment yesterday. That, yeah. Really? Yeah, your epiphany. Yeah. Wow. Plenty yeah. Indian. Look at that. <laughs> so we got an email in. Oh, have we? Yeah. We got. We actually got two from same guy. Oh, okay. cool. So I'm going to read them both out. It's from Dave. Is that his real name? He's chosen to be Dave. All right. We, we have a lot of Daves, don't we? We've got a lot of Daves. Dave's good. Yeah. Anonymous, please. It's only a short one. Anonymous. This was in a Northwest Electricity Board. I presume that's his employer. This happened around the time I started to work in 1985. There you go. But I wasn't involved. I was 16. We narrow him down now. He's Dave. And he was born in 69. All right. So the story comes secondhand, as it were. We had gangs of lads in work who dug up the roads and pavement. This was in the days before mini diggers were commonplace. They worked hard and they played even harder. They did a coach trip a couple of times a year to Blackpool. <laughs> About an hour away by road. Oh, we've narrowed him down to location as well. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Went to a pub and would drink themselves to oblivion and party hard. Most of them got back on the coach. They were always people left behind. Two rat asked to find it. Oh, they got lucky with a young lady and disappeared into the night. Yep. They see a girl trying to thumb a lift back to their destination. So called her over and let her on the coach. Poor girl. She sat with some of the rowdy crew at the back and things soon got a little frisky and risky. After some shenanigans on the back seat, she lay in the aisle and offered herself to anyone still able to rise to the occasion. Very friendly lass. Very proud dad. A queue quickly formed. <laughs> <laughs> like an episode of Shameless, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> After about five of them had concluded their business and left a small deposit, the next lad, in line, dropped to his knees and cleaned up. Oh. Any leaks and spillages in aisle vag. Going for the full face wash experience, as it were. Everyone turned a funny shade of green and quickly returned to their seats. Megan. So. He doesn't tell. Did he get involved? He didn't admit. Oh, no, he said because it was a second hand story, that wasn't it. Oh, right. It was told to him Uh, by his work. Could it be an urban legend? (sighs) Or could he have been Mr. Isle Vagin not. Maybe not not committing. I don't know. Because I do know him. I don't know, does it? Does it smell fishy to you? <laughs> <laughs> Only two things should smell a fish, and one of them's fish. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, 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 Not for me, thanks. Yeah, you're alright. Alright. Even sloppy seconds. Yeah. Keep it. Yeah. I'm not that hard up, you know. So his other email, same fella. Call me Dave, please. He's a bit of a dirty kimbasa, this He's fella. He's a bit of a dirty kimbasa. I once made what I thought was a quiet, jokey comment at a very posh venue, a favourite of royalty, where I was a last-minute guest, a.k.a. I could get an elderly relative there for them at a wedding. The father of a bride was doing his speech and reminiscing about things that happened in every single year of the bride's life. By the time he got to where she was about six years old, in what felt like was 15 minutes in, I turned to, to the relative... I took there and in hushed tones said this could take a while does sound boring the father of the bride heard me (laughs) 
stumbled over the next couple of words, then skipped to the last sentence of his speech, stopped and sat down. I was mortified. <laughs> I'd just destroyed his crowning glory, proud father speech on what was supposed to be one of the happiest days of his life, the most expensive, exclusive venue I've ever been to. All I could do was mouth, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Someone else distracted the guests from staring at me. I saw him in the foyer about half an hour later and apologised as best, best I could. He cut me short and said, it's fine, and smiled and walked off. That's rotten, isn't it? That's rotten. I don't know. To be fair, I've no sympathy with the father of the bride. Well, if she's getting married at 18, it's not that long a speech, right. is it? You yeah. know, He's the father of the bride. Is she 45? He's making, he's making a speech. And I'm not being funny. At a wedding, the father of the bride is the guy in charge. Because let's face it, in Britain, I mean, I don't know how it works everywhere else, but in Britain, the father of the bride has usually at least made a contribution to the the proceedings, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, if, if not paid for it outright. Maybe he's just getting his money's worth, you know, stretching it out. And if he wants to make a speech and he wants to be a proper boring bastard, that's his progress. So in my opinion, like, had I have been in that situation, had I have been, let's, let's roll on 72 years when I allow Holly to get married. Yep. Right. And I'm making my father the bride speech, and some some oik says it's going to take a while. I mean, to me, well, I'll go over, over, have your speed. Administer the shoeing that his <laughs> cheek merits, and then um, proceed with my boring speech. <laughs> In fact, make it bloody longer. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think the um, the father of the, ma- the bride should have been a little bit more. Manly, dominant, yeah, and the um, cheeky young Ike should have wound his neck in, is my opinion. But done now, isn't it? And to be fair, wedding, weddings are shit anyway. Are they? You know, just... people actually know now not to invite me to weddings because I don't go. Well, you did have a rant about people getting married in yeah. Timbuktu. That's the one. Yeah, unless you're paying for me tickets and hotel to Timbuktu, then uh... Timbuktu. And it's not even that. Let's let's get married in a stately home where. The... A taxi to anywhere is going to cost you 40 quid. Fuck off. You know, I'd rather stay at home and watch YouTube videos with Squem and lick telly. Get that chocolate off it and yeah. give it a lick. Clean up after Squem. <laughs> yeah. So there's us two emails from Dave. Oh, well, cheers, Dave. I, I think it was I think it was Dave that likes to um, put his tongue in a rancid fanny. It's one way of getting around telling its story, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't do this, but yeah. my mate a, Dave said... A friend... <laughs> Someone I, I I heard, <laughs> yeah. No, no, but to be fair, I went on. Um, there used to be a pub in Huddersfield called the County. I think it's probably. I don't still remember there. that one. It's in an old school building, but it was called the County. It's a pretty old pub. They organised a coach trip to Blackpool, and I got persuaded to tag along. And it was a an evening of debauchery, and a lot of Scottish people go to Black Glasgow. Uh, come down from Glasgow, don't they? They come. Down that west coast. Come down that yeah. west coast and they come to Blackpool for a stag night and something like that. And to give listeners who don't know an idea of how rough Blackpool can be, there was this bloke who I assume was the guy getting married. He was bollock naked, except for a pair of green wellies. <laughs> his hands were cuffed behind his back. And he was still putting the boot in in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's Blackpool for you. Scottish have got some fire, though, haven't they? Like that terrorist that got braid. <laughs> that were brilliant. Well, you know. to be honest, I mean, the, the Scottish haven't got any fire. 
they've got a lot of gob Uh, that's what I find you know like um, yeah you'll get one or two hard like but like in the army the Scots were the ones that always moan and gripe and whinge about everything you know they were they're a dour race of the Scots you know oh I can't hear if if, if something would go you know if, if if there was something that were going to be hard work, you could guarantee you'd have to listen to a porridge wog moaning about it. Don't we say porridge wog? <laughs> I don't know. Well, oh, we've said it now. I'm part porridge wog. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a bit comfortable. I'm going to have to sit up. Yeah, go on. Don't, I don't want your back locking up. No. But yeah, no, um, they do. They, they gripe and whinge a lot, at Scots. Whereas your English lads, in good humour, endure the hardship. So I would say English lads are harder. That might that might upset someone. <laughs> <laughs> emailing, <Yeah>. Tony at. <laughs> yeah, they'll email him, but they won't come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> have a good gripe online. Yeah, ock your wee keyboard warriors. <laughs> so we've made friends with Americans. We've upset Scottish. French. We start on them. Yeah, why not? We've got. Now, you just reminded me of nationalities. Let me just check on, on t- Tinterweb. We've had listeners in Russia and Malaysia. Oh, I wonder I wonder what the Russians think of us. I wonder if they clicked by accident. Maybe they were looking for somewhere else. Maybe Dirty Kimbasa means somewhere else in Russia. They might translate, yeah. We'll put it into Google Translate and see what comes up. Yeah, I think maybe that should be something we do before yeah. the next episode and find out. I mean, a click's a click. <laughs> <laughs> They do have to listen, I think, for over it's like a minute or two minutes before it's a register. Yeah. If it's less than that, they don't. They so, so they've got to listen long enough to think to themselves, who are these two fucking idiots? What the fuck are they on about? Yeah. <laughs> so Malaysia, though. Malaysia. Malaysia. Ah, interesting. And I can't so, think of anybody I know in Malaysia that I've shared it with. No, I don't, I don't think I know anybody in Malaysia. I still don't feel like I am a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> News. Speaking of celebrity, Rod Gilbert does a podcast with his wife, who I've mentioned previously. I like Rod real... Gilbert, he's very funny. He's good. He's very And funny. his wife has a real sexy Welsh accent. They've started following us on Twitter. Yeah, you've not lived until the Welsh girl you're dating talks dirty to you. Laugh, I nearly shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Rod, Rod knows what it's about. Rod's following us. Is he? Is he yeah. right? That's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. I hope he do not pinch our material. Hey, he might. <laughs> yeah, no, he'd be. I didn't know. I didn't even know he had a podcast, to be honest. Yeah. But I do like the fella. I think he's. I think he's very funny. He's good. Before we bore everybody to death, we did. We did that within the first five minutes with me talking about football. Some people are mental, aren't they? You remember, like uh, we used to have Tarrant on TV when you were a kid. Yes. And they always had Japanese game shows that were off the fucking rocket. They were mental. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were Japanese. The, the people but, were being like subject to torture. Yeah. On the television. Now, exactly. Good that without prompting. Well done. China's iron crotch masters fight to preserve painful looking tradition. Iron crotch. Iron crotch. Is this so? <laughs> you can take a guess. <laughs> I think this is going to involve being kicked in the testicles. It's going to. Yeah, yeah. Now, for anyone who's never been kicked in the testicles, let me describe the feeling. It's painful to start with. Then the pain grows to engulf your entire being. You know, your whole universe is pain. You know, you hear a squealing sound. You realise it's coming from you. (laughs) But if you get 
kicked in the balls. You know, it happens, you see, you see it sometimes in films and things like this, and then like a minute or two later, they're back into action and things. No. If you get kicked in the balls, you're stopped in your tracks. You can't function. You lose control over your body. You drop to your knees. You know, it's it's um, it's not good. There's a reason the cricket box was invented. Yeah. Like a hundred years before the helmet. Yes. <laughs> it probably was. It actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. actually? Do you still own a cricket box? Did you play cricket at school? I didn't. I did a bit of bouncing, and I wore one. I then. I I I played cricket at school. And kept my cricket box, which I wore when I worked on the doors of Rough Clubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I worked on doors in a place in Manchester. Mm. And you know it's a rough hole. Yeah, so did I. When uh, local boozer needs two lads on door. You know, it wasn't yeah. a nightclub. I, I, I worked at a nightclub in Rochdale called Xanadu. And I used to start at 10 o'clock and fight till at least two. What <laughs> <laughs> a shit hole. Yeah. It was a shit hole. Right, Iron Crotch Kung Fu requires a steel plate capped log that swings through the air and smashes into a man's crotch. No, so they're doing like a... This is it's more like, like a battering ram. Yeah, like a battering ram, yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what? You know, because end of a boot's not hard enough, is it? This is one of them sports where I'm happy to just be a spectator. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd still hurt. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I've, I've just crossed my legs <laughs> thinking about it, thinking... Oh. Wang Liu Tai is no ordinary Kung Fu master. The 65-year-old from a village in central China practices a unique and excruciating-looking strand of martial arts coined Iron Crotch Kung Fu. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not into this. I've done a bit of martial arts, and uh, I'm going to give this one a miss. The most famous technique involves a steel plate capped log two metres length and weighing 40 kilograms that swings through the air and smashes into a man's crotch. Only 40 yeah. kilograms. <laughs> Pussies. Yeah, puss. That's a way of two Chinese men, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm thinking logically, it's wrong angle, surely. A swinging log hitting square know, on. It just, it just has to catch, doesn't it? Surely you know, it's going to hit I mean? your pelvic bone. Does, I, I remember when I was a kid, I was fighting with my brother, and he threw a slipper at me, and it just caught me on testicle. And... <laughs> You know, Dropped you. Yeah, it, it, again, yeah. I'm just thinking it's the wrong angle. It needs to come up from underneath to get a good, you know. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's got an iron, it's, got a, it's a steel shod log. It's, it's uh, True. It's yeah. going to smash your pelvis anyway, isn't it? When you practice iron crotch kung fu, as long as you push yourself, you will feel great, said Wang, head of the Junpu <laughs> Martial Arts Academy. It's called Wang. Wang. <laughs> Wang, who had been practising the technique for around half a century and has two children, insists that, with the correct methods and sufficient practice, it does not hurt and has no effect on fertility. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it does. Thanks for letting us know. How old is he? About Just 90. Take his word for it. 65. Well, it, there you go. Well, leave him to it. Crazy old bugger. Speaking <laughs> of amusing Chinese names, though, I did see a news report that made me giggle. Go on. America. But a Chinese man was beaten... Quite badly. Chinese American was beaten quite badly by by the police. I forget which states, but it, it's irrelevant. Uh, but the comment, like the the headline, was Chinese American man beaten by police for refusing to give his name. Right, right. But then it said, "Is it called Mister No then, Name?" No, no. <laughs> it, it was 
I have lost all confidence in the police. Sorry, I, I've lost all faith in the police, said fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, you couldn't make it up, could you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we wind up? We better give them email address, Let's mate. Let's do that. So they can send us more stories about... That's what we are. Oh, we're nearly an hour there. About licking minging centre aisle. Coach, coach out, from but... Back from Blackpool. Mingers. Dirty bastards. Yeah. Um... So datakimbassa at gmail.com and you can email in wherever you want. You could go to our anchor page where you can listen to the podcast you can actually record a like a, an answer phone type audio clip can you you can you can is that new it's, it's new to us nobody's done it yet all oh, right i didn't even know we had that facility yeah so mind you, you you are the technology technological mr king, tech you know and i am just technological chimp so so yeah you could if you could tell a good tale you, you could probably even record it in advance and just upload it could you yeah i don't know I'll just so, email it. I'll just email it. Just email it. Because I know you like listening to me speak. <sighs> I'm falling asleep I'm sorry, now. am I keeping you up? Talk of football, it's boring, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, We've got again. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, forward slash Dirty Kimbasa. But I think the biggest thing that gets us new listeners is other people just sharing it. Oh yeah, so please give us a like so, and a share. Yeah, give us a share on, on you. On whichever platform you like. Whichever it is, yeah. Just, just lie and say, this were good, I like listening to this. And yeah, that seems to get us more listens, and we're we're we what we're we now like five hundred. I think we're pushing now. Oh yeah, five five hundred. That's not five hundred per episode, Tony. Calm down. Oh no, five hundred listens. Five hundred since oh, yeah. we started in well, December. This is this is getting big. This you know. And we got Rod Gilbert on board now. Have we though? No, he's just followed us on Twitter. Yeah, he probably thinks we're these two assholes. Yeah, and I don't suspect he's listened at all. Well, do you know I I I think we should get someone to listen to us, right? The Queen. Go on. I think she'd like us. What do we need to say to well, get her to listen? I don't know, but I think she needs to know what Northern men think. I think I think it'd do her good. Has she ever met one? I don't know. I don't know. Germany. I saw I saw her from a distance once. Did you? And I winked at che- um, cheeky Princess Anne once, <laughs> and got got a giggle from her and a glower from a fierce Sergeant Major. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Made myself scarce after that parade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's Seymour? Don't know. <laughs> Disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I don't recall I've ever been in the presence of royalty. Yeah. To be oh, honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You sat here with me. Told you told you a few weeks ago. I am your king. If this carries on, <laughs> I'm going to make you reapply for your job. Oh, don't. Because I might have to actually do something. I've got to confess, though. You know when it comes to like the computer stuff that you do? Go on. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Like, you know, the edit in well, the podcast, I think. You're going to have to show me sometime. In case I die. Yeah. You see that red button there? Yeah. That, that's record. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah. And that one there, yeah. that's stop. All right. But what... Yeah, but you have to edit out when one of us says something inappropriate. Well, like... Or don't. Porridge wogs and yeah, that stuff like that that you came out with. Bloody porridge wogs. <laughs> is, that a th- is that a military term, that? I think it's a Tony thing, that. <laughs> Because the, the stuff that gets said in military that you won't get away with in Civvy Street, you know? To be honest, I don't think you get away with it in military anymore. The world's changed. It has, hasn't it? It has changed, yeah. It has. Just as well, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not even going to go down that route. I've heard my manager listens. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Give Ben a raise. Subliminal messages. (laughs) Ben does not earn enough money and needs more days off. (laughs) Shall we... uh... Shall we stop? Yeah. Shall we just keep going? Nah, let's call it. Let's call it. Let's draw it. Right, coffee's okay. gone cold now. Oh yeah, my fingers are gone cold. It is cold in this shed. We need a warmer shed. That's why we need a raise. If we get Rod on board. He'll send us one. He's swigging that down. This is professional. This bit. Chug. How Chug. long do you think we could go on like this? I don't know. But me, um, my phone hasn't gone off for a while, so maybe that switch is engaged. Maybe batteries died or something. I don't know. Professional. Two Fs. Yeah. So. I miss Terry Wogan. I don't. <laughs> I think Tony, uh, Tony Blackburn needs to follow him. Horrific. Well, see you next time. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna really stop this time. Right, watch this, Tony. Watch this. See this black square here. I'm gonna click. Yeah. Oh, grand. And I click that. <laughs>